Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Why don't you make some room this morning? Why don't you lift your arms? Just wait upon the Spirit of God. Make some room. Let Him do a work in your life this morning. There's healing in this room this morning. There's peace in our anxious minds. There is joy in His presence this morning. Make some room. Let go of tradition. Let go of religion. Embrace your heart. Somebody right now, you've got a racing mind. Your mind is racing. You're thinking about things that have been and things that are coming and fearing what may happen. Still your mind right now. Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God. We will never know God when we're rushing and striving and fighting and battling. We'll only ever know God and the true Father, heart of God when we still ourselves. Thank you, Lord. Kelly, God is breaking fear off your life this morning. And the enemy's been coming in of late to disrupt you and disturb you and I think that word Justin had before about somebody that tosses and turns at night was for you. But we break the power of the enemy in Jesus' name this morning. We release the peace of God, the love of God towards your heart. Now just lift your hands. Close your eyes. In Jesus' name, be at peace. We thank you, Lord. Have your way. Have your way. Selena. We haven't met before. I believe you're new to church, but you're not here by accident. God has you here this morning. He's orchestrated you being here this morning. Because he wants you to know how much he loves you. That you are approved and you are affirmed and he sees you as perfect in his eyes. And life and circumstance have tried to batter you around. But you've kept a sweet spirit and a smile on your mouth. And I, I, I hear the Lord saying that you are favoured and you are blessed and you're entering into a, a season of rest and peace. And it's God that's going to go before you and he's going to make a way where there seemed to be no way. And you've been, how, how do I do this and how do I get through that? It's, like, it's going to be like you're carried through the season ahead. Be blessed in Jesus' name. One more time. Just, just breathe in. Breathe in the goodness of God this morning. You are standing at an altar. And I love that song. It says, here is where I lay it down. Where do we lay it down? In his presence. At the altar. Can I encourage you this morning? Lay it down. Anything, any crown, any idol in your world, any victory that takes precedence before him, lay it down. Say, God, I give you my all. 
I tell you, every time we come into this house, it's just we come in to be refreshed. We come in to encounter God and to receive from Him and His Word. Just receive this morning. We're not that good at that. We're good at doing. We're good at fighting. We're good at striving. Just receive. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes to you from your Father in heaven. It says, if you who are evil know how to do good things for your kids, how much more your Father in heaven? His ways are better. His ways are better. You need to know that His ways are better. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We love you, Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. come on, let's put our hands together. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Somebody a hug or a high five or a fist bump or a something before you grab your seat and say hi to somebody. Meet a new friend. And can we tell the team they just did a magnificent job this morning? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Love it. Love you, Drew. Fantastic. You glad to be in church this morning? Yeah. I'm glad to be in church this morning. It was a big week. Every week's a big week, but it's good to be in church, and I feel like God's going to just continue doing a work in our midst. I, I, I don't know about you, but I felt like the last two months, it's just been like a flowing river, yeah. and God's been tying messages together and thoughts together and knitting new hearts to this house and the community, and I'm, I'm blessed by it, and we're seeing people saved, little Zachy brought a little mate to youth on Friday night, and he gave his life to the Lord, and we've had water baptisms, and people getting filled with the Spirit, and prayed for and healed, and I, I, just want, I just want to see more of that church in our lives and through our lives, amen, and I love what Grace was, was bringing to us, that, that is why we exist, yeah, come on. We, we exist to be a blessing in the community, we exist to shine bright the love of Christ in our community, so can I encourage you, and as Grace said, from a church, from our missions account, so when we give a church, a percentage of that goes to our missions account and we'll be giving towards this and making sure these people know that they're loved and valued this Easter. And you know what, we've, our families walk through a big season and just to know the love of community yeah. is unbelievable. So it's going to be fantastic. And church, I just want to say one thing. You know how I feel about church. You know that I think you should be in church every week, right? Every single week. You should be in church. But there's one week I would give you off. If you got married and you were on your honeymoon, I wouldn't mind if you didn't come to church. I wouldn't mind. You've got to leave fast. You can have that weekend off. But not Joel and me. Joel and Megan just got married. Can you guys stand your feet? Then you're in church. So this this is Joel and me, and they are on their honeymoon, and we want to give you some money as a church to bless you so you can go out and have a nice dinner. So would you come to me, please? Come on, guys. I want to pay for our dollars. You and me, Mary, they're on their honeymoon. We can do something nice dinner on us. Bless you guys. Thank you. What is it? I, I, I had the thought, I'm going to give them some money, and I went to my wallet. I had no money, so I asked Dave. <laughs> Adam, and so they gave me the money, which I will give back to them. <laughs> we are a generous church, even if it's not me. Um, we reach our hands out towards these guys this morning. Lord, bless this young couple. We thank you for them. We bless their marriage. 
We thank you, Father, that they've come into your house on their honeymoon. Their hearts are with you. God, go before them. Set a hedge of protection around their lives, around their minds, around their hearts, Lord God. Enrich this marriage. Let it grow from strength to strength to strength every single day. In your mighty and wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. Fantastic. Good to have you here. You're going to have next Sunday off. Can I ask you the question, have you made room for God in your life? Not just accepted him into your life at some point, have you made room for God? Have you made room for God in your circumstance, in your victories, in your challenge? Have you made room for God to speak to you, to intervene and to change the course or direction of what you're doing? Because so often we say we have. I've asked Jesus into my life. I've got Jesus into my heart. But have you got Jesus in your world? Have you made room for God to do whatever he wants to do? And I could glance over that, but that's actually a big question. Because his ways are better. Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a few. God's ways are better. But, But that can't be head knowledge. That has to be revelation that lands on my heart. I have to know that I know that I know that God's ways are better for me to truly trust him. And I love the message last week that Ryan brought. It was an encounter Sunday, but it was, he talked about becoming a a non-anxious presence. And if you think about that, I've been thinking about that message all week and it's online if you want to watch it. But um, because I've spent time with Christ, I've become a non-anxious presence. Yeah. In other words, when I when I encounter you, I don't bring anxiety. I don't assume anxiety. It, I don't create drama or tension or stress or pre- I'm I come and you feel better yeah. because I'm there. Yeah. Good. That that is a byproduct of making room for God, accepting His ways, and allowing His ways to be better in our life. And Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. I don't trust with my heart, I trust with my head. Because yeah. I've been taught things and I've learned things and I've been brought up a certain way. I don't trust with my heart, I trust with my head. Yeah. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not yeah. on your understanding. Yeah. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Yeah. My ways are better. Yeah. And, and I, I've got a full message, I don't think I'll get to it, but because God keeps... He, he wants us to slow down. Yeah, come on. I, I don't slow down. I should slow down. I need to, I'm preaching to myself this morning. We go to dinner, and 30 minutes later, I'm like, that was awesome. Let's go. Yeah. And she's like, what about the quality of time? I said, mate, that was quality. That was good. That was great food. What are you talking about? And it's like, slow. That's true. <laughs> Five in the cheap seats. God wants us to slow down and enjoy life. You weren't put on this planet to endure, endure every day. Yeah. My God, it's another day. Shivers. I've been awake since four. It's only six. I've got another 18 hours to go before I can go back to bed again, not sleep through the night because I'm tossing and turning and then wake up and do it all. God didn't put you on this planet. His ways are better. Yeah. You were created with purpose and intent, and God wants you to enjoy every day that you live. It won't all be roses. It won't all be dancing through the tulips. It it will be tough at times, but he wants you to have a joy on the inside that supersedes the stresses and pressures on the outside. 
says his grace is sufficient. He says, I'm working all things together for your good. I'm, I'm working all things together. For, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purposes. God's ways are better. Have you made room for God in your life? And, you know, Ryan went on to talk about resting, not just being a, a non-anxious presence, but resting. And then because you rest in him, and we need to rest before we do anything, not, not because we've done something. Most people go, I've, I've worked so hard, I've got to rest. I've done so much, I've got to rest. But no, God said, I want you to rest so that you can go in my ways that are better. I want to empower you. I want to infill you. I want to strengthen you so that you can go and be what I've created you to be. But you'll never be who God's created you to be until you know who he is. His ways are better and you've rested in him. It says that Jesus would often withdraw to the wilderness to pray, to rest, to still himself and slow down so that he could hear from the Father, so he could receive from the Father. And you might be going, Christian, that's great. Now, now tell me something else. Give me a, give me scripture. Give me some, that is scripture. <laughs> that's the good news of the gospel right there. You can be you. You can rest in you. You can wait on him and life will work. Yeah, that's, good. that's good theology. That's, you know, Jesus, I'm the light of the world. I've come into the world, but I must be about my father's business. His ways are better. I could do a whole lot of things, but his ways are better. And so this morning, I wanted to kind of talk to us about finding our sweet spot in life. Because we, we had Glenn Garine came and he talked about flow. And flow being that place and that, that we get to where things are easy. Where, where it's, it's just happening and unfolding before me and, and there's flow. And over the last few months, I've been talking about rhythm and the fact that over the last few years and through the last seasons that we've walked through, that for some people, most people perhaps, rhythm has been upset mm. and, and new rhythms or new ways of doing things have been created that, that or forced upon us. And then Ryan talking about rest, and I, I just want to continue with these thoughts this morning. Is that okay? Because God wants you to enjoy your life. And I, and I saw a, a book titled once that finding your sweet spot, great golf starts here. Has anybody ever played golf? It, it's an awesome game and a frustrating game and a game where you are sanctified and on fire, then you're losing your faith very quickly because you're spraying balls. I remember I played on a golf course in Brisbane once and I was there preaching for the weekend. And my mate goes, before we preach, why don't we go out and play golf? I was like, great idea. Until I lost about 27 balls. And I you preach. I'm not preaching. I don't even like it. I'll just... And it was just one of those things, but I don't know if you've ever played golf and and you you go, you know what, I'm going to hit it further and, and straighter and, and faster than anybody else, and you've got to hit it and then you just shank it. And and it's and there's this reverberation that goes up the shaft of the club and into your arms and it actually hurts. Or you hit it such a big divot that it just you feel like you're going to snap the club. But then you slow down and just relax and kind of shake it out a little bit and just swing easy, hit it, and it goes further and faster and straighter than exerting a whole lot more energy. Does anybody? I remember playing tennis as a kid in the 80s. This is the 80s. So I had, I think, my little spalding racket. It was a little timber racket with a tiny little head. 
and it had a it had a very small you hit the frame more than you hit the strings. <laughs> but every time you hit the frame, the ball would fling off somewhere, and again you get these reverberations through your arm and, and, and lose the point. And then I remember a few years later, Prince brought out these these steel framed rackets with massive big heads. And everyone's like, it's not traditional, it's not that but you could hit the ball a hundred times easier because it had a bigger sweet spot. It was it was easier to hit in the middle of the racket. God wants us to do life in the sweet spot. Where we're not always trying so hard and exerting as much energy and we're we're relaxed and swinging easy. My hope for you today is that from this you I can I can swing easy in life. I don't have to battle and I know you might be like Christian again, hurry up, tell me something. I'm trying to I'm trying to help you. Relax. Relax. All things are working together for your good right now where you're at. You don't understand, Christian. I'm I'm in a storm. You don't understand the banks are calling, the the creditors are calling, you don't understand where my relationship is. You don't all things are working together for your good. Rest in him. Wait on him. Know who your father is and what he has for you. That will change your life. Stop stressing. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. And and most of us in our guess that's that's just ridiculous. I've got so many things to be anxious about. I've got so many things to worry about. I, I got a letter yesterday, I got this the day before. Somebody rammed into my car, this happened. I've got be anxious for nothing. Why? Because God's in control. If you make room for him, his ways will be perfect. Because you're walking in his ways, you're waiting on him. And I was thinking about it, that our sweet spot in life is, is, is the intersection of our gifts, what we're gifted with, what God's placed on our personality, our calling, and our commitment. So for Challenge Sunday or Vision Sunday, I said, what have you got a vision for? Have you got a vision for God's calling for your life? Have you got a vision for the contribution you can make as part of this community? Have you got a vision for uh, your community? And, 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 and I, I want to ask us, do you know what your gifts are? Have you accepted your personality? Are you walking in your calling and you, are you committed to God's ways? Because in Matthew 11, 28, and this is the scripture Ryan read that I just can't get away from, it says this, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? And if that's in the scriptures, it would have to mean that people were tired, worn out and burned out on religion. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't be there. Yeah. So, so so that's that's life. That's historical. That's how things work. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Not are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion, do more. <laughs> Stress harder. Strive further. Press longer. No, no. Come to me. Who am I coming to? Jesus. Come to me. We go to so many places and so many people and so many things. We're saying, if that's the symptoms you've got, come to me. Because I can alleviate those symptoms. I've got an answer. I've got solutions for your problems. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I've shared it before that there's a saying that most men die when they're 30 and we bury them when they're 80. Because they stop living. But here it's saying you can recover your life, not just have an existence. If you come to me, you can truly live. 
I will give you life. I will, I will give you purpose. I will give you vision and passion. Come to me. I'll show you how to take a real rest. We think laying down is a rest, but it's not. Maybe switching off your mind and switching on your emotions is a rest. Maybe list switching on your spiritual ears to hear what God is saying is real rest. It says, walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I love it. That, that's just this week. Can I encourage you? This is the message of it. Just, just read Matthew eleven twenty eight. Just, just read it and then read it and read it and let it speak to you. Because God's not silent. He wants to speak to you. He's always speaking to you. Let him speak and, and hear. And so as I, as I read this, I realize that the first step to real rest and recovery is to discover Jesus. And sometimes I wonder, have I discovered the real Jesus? Have I allowed myself to discover the, the, the entirety of Jesus? Or have I just got Jesus my Savior? Jesus saved me. I'm saved. I am saved. I'm going ahead. I'm saved. I'm saved, guys. God wants to be more than that in your life. He wants to be your Lord who shows you a better way, who leads you and guides you, who is with you. Amen? And when we discover him, we discover ourselves. And he, he himself calls himself the light. He says, I'm the light of the world. You won't walk in darkness when you walk with me. But when we're not in Christ and we don't have Christ and don't know who Christ is, it's like we're in the dark. There's a fog around our head and we don't know who we are and we're walking through life aimlessly. But he says, I'm the light. I'll be the light into your path, the lamp into your feet. If you walk with me, I'll show you. So many people are trying to find God and find purpose and find direction. Just find the light. And when you find the light, the light will illuminate the path ahead. It's not just about knowing who he is and who we are. It's about accepting him into our lives and then accepting ourselves. So many people are going through life beating themselves up because they don't accept who they are. And I'm not good enough. And I've got to work harder. And I've got to work on self. And I've got to, no, no, just work on connection. Yes. John 15 says, abide in me and I and you and you bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Just abide in me. Don't strive to be and strive to remain, to be grafted in, to be a part of what I'm doing because when you do that, your life will bear much fruit. Someone says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, sits in the way of sin, stands in the way of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Man, the law must be heavy. And the law is hard, and the law is just to stop me speeding. The law is just to stop me robbing stuff. No, no, it says, I won't put anything heavy or real fitting on you. The law of God is light. When we yoke ourselves to God, we yoke ourselves to kingdom purpose, life works. Is this helping anybody? I, I, I don't want you to strive in life. I don't want you to stress. I don't want you to fear. I don't want you to be anxious. I want you to be free. Says if anybody's in Christ, they're a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Says he who the sun sets free is free indeed. You can walk light and free and at peace and full of joy, and that's okay. Most people can't accept that because they go, I, I, I couldn't do that. I, I need to have a hard life. I need to be stressed. I need to be carrying weights. That that's, that must be. You don't have to earn heaven. You don't have to earn love. You don't have to earn. You're, you're, you're perfect as you are. Accept yourself. 
Accept yourself. Because you will never be effective. You'll never walk in his ways. You'll never outwork his purposes and his plans for your life or you reject yourself. Yeah. Say your name. It's cool. To hear your name is a good thing. When somebody says your name, you were, you were called. The Bible says before, I knew, before you were born, I knew you. God knew you before you took a breath. Before you were born, I knew you. Before you were born, I, I, I sanctified you. I called you. You're wanted. And, and I don't know about you, but that helps me. It helps me accept me because God accepts me. And, you know, there's a scripture in Hebrews 12 that says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight, sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, is now seated at the right hand of the Father. I was once doing a men's conference, and I think there was like 2,000 men at this conference, and I was talking about, from Matthew 6, about do not worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about what you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you'll wear. That's what the world worries about. Your Father in heaven knows what you need. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. Don't worry. And I just talked about the fact that worry was eroding the foundation of society. Marriages are breaking up because of worry. People are doing. People are acting outside of themselves because of worry. They're going against their moral code and against who they are as a, a created being because they're worrying. They, and God said it's because they're, they're holding things they weren't created to hold. He said the only thing you were created to carry is glory. That's the only thing we were created, the glory of God. And we carry it not to hold on to it but to give it back to him. He said, when you hold on to worry, you don't have place to carry the very thing I want to give you. Let it go. Wow. Cast it off. Get cast off because they're the things that cause us to act outside of who we are created in Christ. Accept yourself. And when we don't accept ourselves or who we are, we push against what's natural to us. We strive. We stress. And we try to force ourselves to be something we're not. Can I encourage you? I said this last week, God can't bless who you pretend to be. He can only bless who you are. God wants to bless you. God wants life to open up before you. The Bible says the way of the righteous winds upwards. It gets better. It gets bigger to the perfect day. Don't try and be some that you're not. In, in 1 Samuel 17, 8, it says, So Saul clothed David with his armor, put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk for he had not yet tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these. I have not tested them. So David took them off. If you've got a sling and a stone and a heart after God, you've got enough. You don't need somebody else's armor. You don't need somebody else's chainmail. You don't need somebody else's mind or intellect or way. Be you and do you. Because to God, you are perfect. To God, and honestly, when we live at that space where we become a non-anxious presence, where we rest and we're, we're safe for others to be around, God works through us. And it's less about what I say. It's less about what I do. It's more about me being a reflection of Christ in the earth. Amen? Amen. And like I said, so often we don't think we're enough. We're not, I'm not brilliant enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough skills. But you've been created by God. The Bible says, and I read this out the other way, you, you're created by God for God. Think about that for a minute. 
Not only did God want you, he wanted to partner with you. Colossians 1.16, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He's before all things and in him all things hold together. Your life is held together by God. Don't try and do it on your own. Don't try and take it back. Don't try and grab onto it, let it go. And don't let part of it go, let all of it go. And see what God can do in your life. So it's like, I, I just got to earn some more money. I got to, you don't understand my life. Wait on him. So I go, you don't understand my relationships aren't working. Wait on him. No, no, I should be doing, no, wait on him. Put him first. Amen? Yeah. When we love who we are, we can love who God's created we can allow ourselves to love others. And that's what says the first and greatest command, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love your neighbour as yourself. And, and I, I wrote this down this week, that the place of power is in life is not where we push but where we rest. Yeah. Have you ever got, you know, even this week, doing some work this week, it was hot. And by the end of that, we were so drained that it didn't matter how hard you pushed, it was kind of half-paced because you were so drained by circumstance. And I think that's how life happens for all of us is that we can go through seasons and big seasons and draining seasons and so now I'm going to push harder but I'm actually pushing less effectively and I'm, I'm getting nowhere fast because I don't have the energy to do it but if I was to rest and recuperate I could actually do more in a smaller amount of time and I love that Chris shared from Ecclesiastes this morning in Ecclesiastes 3 there's a time and season for everything under heaven have you identified the time and the season you're in? Because you might be in a time of rest, but you're trying to walk. You might be in a time of loving, but you're, you're, you're trying to fight. Have you identified the time and season that you are in? Every one of us was known by God before we were born. And this is what I shared before. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. That's your sweet spot. What, what is, if I can ask this question this morning, what is your sweet spot? Where do you come alive? You think about this and you come alive. And then let me ask this, where is God for you? It, can you sense God in that space? Because I guarantee you will. When you're operating in your giftings, in your calling, in your sweet spot, not trying to push back against the headwinds of life, not trying to be something you're not, but when, you, when you're in that space, that sweet spot, where is God? Because I can tell you where he is for me. And, and I can tell you that he's ever-present. And I want you to know, even if you don't sense him near, he is near. Yeah. Bible says he's like one that sticks closer than a brother. He is with you. Work that space. Work those emotions. Work that effort. Because that's where you're going to bear most fruit in life, in your sweet spot, in that place of anointing and calling where God is. Amen? I love what this says in Psalm... 139, you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. That's unbelievable. Another version says, you alone created my inner being. You knit me together inside my mother. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are your works and that my soul knows very well. 
my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned before me, when as yet there was not one of them. Justin said it before, God knows the end from the beginning. And he still says all things are working together for your good. So we're in the middle of, of challenge. We're in the middle of a storm. We're in the middle of heartache. We're in the middle of brokenness. And he says all things are working together for your good. Keep your chin up. Keep your head up. Keep looking to my ways are better. Just get back to your sweet spot where life is in. Do you know most of us can't accept an easy life? Yeah. It can't be this easy. It can't be this good. I, I should be doing something else. I should be doing more. No, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Because that's what God has created you for. That's where you become a non-anxious presence. That's where you become a safe person that others want to be around. That's where you become effective. That's where lives are transformed. You're made by God and for God. He wants to partner with you. You are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ on the earth today. And we can do good works and we can be generous, but, but God actually wants to use you, the person of you, yeah. anointed of heaven, favoured by God to see lives transformed. Because I can temporarily give somebody something, and that's good, and we should. Let's do that. Let's give people Jesus. Yeah. Let's give people peace. Yeah. Let's give people relief from anxieties just for the time they're with us. Yeah. Let's let spirit engage spirit. And be all that God. I, I'm sensing revival coming to our nation. I'm sensing like a, a great wave of of salvations being swept into the church, and not just the church, just just salvations happening in our nation. Families being restored, revivalists rising up, healing evangelists rising up. Where there where there is a move of God, the Bible says when when the enemy comes in like a flood like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard. I believe we're living in a time and season where God is raising up a standard. And if we'll be used, if we'll put our hand up, if we'll put our hand to the plough, God says, I will anoint you, I will empower you, I will walk with you, and I will use you. You see, the prophetic isn't for now. You don't prophesy in your place of work tomorrow. Just speak prophetically and creatively over. It says that the Spirit of the Lord hovered over nothingness, and to nothingness he spoke and created everything. We have that same creative ability on the inside. Use your words to create life, to speak hope, to bring faith, to bring peace. Let, let's do that in our world. Amen. Can I get the team to come up? The Apostle Paul told, told Timothy to operate in the gifts God had given him and to fulfill the calling upon his life. Operate in the gifts God has given you and fulfill the calling of God upon your life. If we just did those two things, he said this, he says, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which is given to you by prophecy and the laying of hands. In 2 Timothy 1, it says, therefore I remind you, stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying of hands. Why and how? Because God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. Can we stand to our feet this morning? I want to pray over us. I want to pray that our effectiveness in life wouldn't be in our strength. It would be in our waiting and our resting and our seeking and that we would go from this place. We would come and we would fellowship and we would have fun. We'll do all of that, but we would come primarily to be empowered for the week ahead. I, I want you to have eyes that see. I want you to see people in your community, people in your sphere of influence. I've said this many times that 
The people I can influence are the people you can influence because they're in my sphere. But the people you can influence, I can't because they're in your sphere. Let God speak to you. Let God lead you and guide you to be his hands and his feet in a broken and hurting world. We just need more smiles. We just need more life. We just need more light. We don't need any more stress. We don't need any more pressure. We don't. I'm currently working at Robbie and Antoinette's house. And one of the greatest parts about it is they're always smiling. You turn up, they're smiling. You come to morning tea, they're smiling. You go to wrap up in the afternoon, they're smiling. They're thanking you. I should be thanking them. But it's, it's a joy. And it's light. That's all we need to do and all we need to be. I, I, I know this. I hope it's not too heavy, but I, I want to just encourage us. God is doing something. And if we will attune our hearts and our minds, he, he, will, he will anoint us and empower us for the days ahead, which are great days. I don't, I, I don't believe or buy into the doom and gloom of this is happening. That's a, God is in control. God is in control and he will have his way. Let God have his way in your life. Amen. Would you just lift your hands, close your eyes. God, we love you so much. Thank you that we can come into your house. We can praise, we can worship, we can we can have fun together, Lord God. We come here to say you're number one. You're number one in our lives. You're number one in our hearts. God, we choose you and we choose your ways. Father, anoint every single person in this room. I thank you, Father, that waiting on you and resting in you, they become non-anxious, non-anxious presence that others delight to be around. God, let life flow from them. Let light shine out of them. Anoint every single person in this house today in your mighty and wonderful name, Jesus. And everybody said... Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.